Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week, we're going to discuss the season finale of season two of The Mandalorian. Particularly, we're going to discuss the one and only Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> I am. T- oh my God, I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, let's I have lots of notes here. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say right off the bat, we were going to have an all Luke episode anyway, but that that the season finale of The Mandalorian season two prompted this to happen a little earlier than expected. Yeah, it expedited the process. Yes, so we are more than happy to talk and it about. It won't be Luke the Skyward. last episode. Oh hell about no! Luke, but just the first episode about Luke. Yes, yeah, <laughs> there will be more. We can't cover it all about this one amazing man, this no, one amazing character. In 30 minutes or less? Hell no. Not possible. I mean, he's got three movies. Well, Mm. I guess more than that now, if you count the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Which is a questionable counting, but... Well, yeah. It's not all praise here when it comes to how Luke is portrayed, at least on this podcast. But... But we're not here to shit talk. We're just here to to enjoy, so... as, As one wise man once said, from a certain point of view, right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. So really quickly here, we want to thank once again, James Arnold Taylor for recording our intro. We are in your debt, sir. It is an amazing intro and we are so lucky to have uh, your dulcet tones on our podcast every week. So thank you. (laughs) Well said, Space Twin. (laughs) And hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Just running around trying to finish... Christmas stuff, because we are recording this, what, like three days before Christmas? Yes, and um, yeah, because the Mandalorian season two finale blew us away no less than two or three days ago. Yeah, Christmas came early, people. Yes, it it did. (laughs) It's the best gift, honestly. It's a gift I've been waiting for my entire life. It's the gift I didn't know I needed in that show. I mean, holy hell. Yeah, I think it's safe. We're not, you know, spoilers at this point. By the time this is going to come out, I guess we should be pretty safe in spoiler yeah, uh, territory, right? So, yeah. I mean, we've already blown it by now. If you've listened to the intro, you know what <laughs> you know what the big thing is in the season finale. Our sincerest yeah, apologies. <laughs> we'll put it in the description. <laughs> so, as I mentioned at the end of our last episode... Luke Skywalker is the heart and soul of Star Wars. Could not agree with that more. I mean, equally, equally paralleled by his twin sister, Miss Leia. So, but today we're focusing on Luke and all the reasons why we love him and why 30 minutes isn't enough. (laughs) And why, like, literally, I don't know, three, four minutes of one episode was enough to, like, recharge the whole fandom and bring about a crazy amount of respect for Luke. I'm seeing stuff like I I was always a Luke Skywalker fan. He was always my favorite character as a kid. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. I would troll uh, through Tumblr and through Instagram looking for just Luke content, and it was really hard to find. And now it is everywhere. <laughs> it's great. And they took a chance. They took a real chance with what they did, and it was magnificent. Oh. Applauses all, yes. applause all around. It was so good. To the whole it team. It was so good. It was so validating. It was, oh, I, I'm still not overthinking about it. Me either. And it, it's, you know, I and you and I have talked. It's comparable to my emotions in Rogue One when the Vader hallway scene happened. I mean, yes. how long was that? And the impact it had. It was the ruthless crazy like just doesn't give a shit i'm gonna slaughter and cut someone in half on the rooftop (laughs) and it had such an impact and then here's a very similar setup luke walks in completely owns every part of the scene that ship those dark droids or whatever they were just owns it yeah and the impact it's had it's amazing. It's the Luke we deserve to see. Oh my gosh! It's the uh, everybody I've talked to. I've had a couple of friends who knew I. I always loved Luke Skywalker. Text me saying, "Have you seen the Mandalorian yet?" And some family Same. members too. And I was like, "Are you kidding? Yes, I've seen it. It's amazing." <laughs> and they all have responded. It's the Luke I've always wanted to see. It's yes. the version I've always, the full-blown Jedi Master Luke that we never yes. really got to see. I mean, he's still going through it. Technically, Return of the Jedi is kind of Luke's trial. You know, the trials yes. that the Jedi go through. Him having to face Vader is his final challenge before becoming a Jedi. And that's not even a Jedi Master, just like a right. Jedi Knight, so to speak. And what a hell of a challenge, huh? Oh my huh? god, talk about... I mean, shit. <laughs> deep, soul-crushing shit that you've got to sift through. That is a, that is horrible. Hey, kill your own dad. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, please. My heart hurts thinking about it on so many levels. I know, I, mean, I was going to say, because Anakin is inside that Vader suit. <laughs> there's, a, there's a soft child who was manipulated inside that helmet. I know it is. <laughs> And Luke saw it, hey? That's yeah. right. That's what makes Luke so special. His attachment was not a downfall for no. him. It was his strength. And it drove him. He never, in the entire history of what we know about Luke, what's like one thing you can say about him in every single scene and every single... He is there for his friends mm-hmm. and what soon become his family. Mm-hmm. And I mean... He's there for his father in the end as well. And it's, he doesn't even hesitate. And what do we see at the, in the season finale, season two of Mandalorian? He doesn't even hesitate. He goes, he goes in, he doesn't announce himself. He doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion. And just takes care of business. He's so selfless. And the, like to never, he never identifies himself in the no, Mandalorian. Because like you said, he, he doesn't need to. That's not what it's about. Not because he's so famous that he doesn't need to. Just because Mm-mm. he doesn't need recognition. He just does what he does because that is who he is. And yes. to answer a call, you know, somebody in need. And, and Yes. I mean, obviously, he was contacted by Grogu. Yes. Love. Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, Baby Yoda. <laughs> it was always Baby Yoda to me. Yes. <laughs> in the episode previous, you know, he's on the um, 
what was it called? The seeing stone or the... Yeah, the temp, the temple, the stone at the center of the temple. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, that was a great scene. I loved that. It was very cool. And I knew, like, I had, bless him, Mark Hamill, kind of spoiled <laughs> the Mandalorian for me because I hadn't yeah. seen it yet. <laughs> and then he posted the picture of him, like, with his finger to his lips, like, Shh, don't give the spoilers away. And I was like, well, that means he's in it. <laughs> That's a spoiler, Mark. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, I love him. And I wasn't mad. It made me want to like hurry up and watch more of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I knew when Baby Yoda was sitting on the rock that he's contacting Luke, and that made me even more excited. To, but you didn't know. So when you watched it, what was it like to like have the little reveals one at a time before that you see oh, okay. Luke Skywalker in full? I'd be happy. I would be happy to tell you. It went like this. I'm sitting on my couch alone. I'm watching it. Uh, they're about to get their asses kicked by these dark droids or whatever their name is. I don't, I don't remember. Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking of other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not the point of this. Um, and an X-Wing rolls up. And I said, oh, no. No, 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 no. First hint. Second hint is the green saber. And I said, holy. I said, hold. I jumped up off the couch when I saw the green. (laughs) And I held my hands in front of my face. And I said, they're not doing this. How are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? Are they doing this? And like, (laughs) you know. And there's all this buildup. And the music was fantastic. And there was this obvious, um, there was this obvious buildup. Because everybody knows who put that episode together what the hell mm-hmm. was coming and we didn't and they purposely you know with the hood and honestly when you see the jedi whoever it is walking down that hallway in the camera mm-hmm. feed the hood's up you don't know it's not until the green showed up and i said holy shit oh my <laughs> god holy shit <laughs> and then when the elevator comes up and there's this like elongated pause of waiting to see like it's so effective. Oh my god. It's so it builds good. Tension and, and with the music like a heartbeat beating. Yes. Yes. And those the droids like turn and face the droids stop mm-hmm. what they're doing to turn and face who's about to just completely kick their ass. And can we talk about his technique? Oh my god, please. Yes, please. <laughs> the saber deflections behind the back, the Pulling of the what was it? The helmet or the skull or whatever the the head of that the droid of the and other knocking droid. it into the other one. I can't pick which is my favorite part. There's so, like the part where he uses the force push, you know, and yes. then the spin where he spins around and then throws the head across the room at the other droid and hits it in the face. I just or the force crush, which I have written here in all capital well, letters with like four exclamation points. Talk about the force crush. Yeah, and I've seen some YouTube. I don't know who made them. I'm not pointing out anyone. I saw, I didn't watch the videos, but I saw the thumbnails say the forbidden, uh, the forbidden move that Luke used in the season finale. And I'm thinking, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi did that in the Kadavo arc, right? With the droids. It's okay to do if it's droids, right? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's not okay on people, but... No. (laughs) On living beings, but yeah, on a droid, it's a little less controversial. But it's so... I mean, I don't... Do we see anyone else do it besides Obi-Wan and Luke? I mean, off the top of my head, no. 
I know that Anakin or Anakin Vader Did is it always to everybody. <laughs> force choking people, but that's he was an equal opportunist force choker. <laughs> yes, he didn't discriminate. <laughs> he did not. He would choke family, friends. Yeah, that's all. Coworkers. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in A, a New Hope, Star Wars, mm-hmm. original Star Wars, is when they're at the conference table and Vader starts oh. to choke. Uh, I can't remember the character's name now, but Tarkin is like, stop this bickering. It's pointless. It's like, he's literally killing someone <laughs> at the conference table. It's not bickering. <laughs> I think it's great. It's Am one I of the wrong best to scenes. think that? <laughs> no, because Vader is so extra. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a I true Skywalker. You got to have that. Oh God, flare and oh. flash. Okay, so back to it, right? Yeah. Here's Luke Skywalker coming down the hallway, just completely kicking ass in that quiet, composed, mm-hmm. powerful manner that we know Luke to his. That's his style. Yeah. And oh man, the whole thing was very reminiscent of his father. It was so. Fun to see that they really did a nice blend of Anakin and Obi-Wan in yes. in his style. There's yep. so many parallels with Vader and Anakin in particular. But I noticed some stuff where, where he takes the hood off mm-hmm. and the force crush. And um, when he says, come little one, that's yes. all Obi-Wan. That's very much true. It's so It's so great to see that he is really, he's got two, he is like um the virgins of light and dark, right? Which is, yes. it's like, he's a half half Anakin, half Obi-Wan. He's got all the best of both of them. Yes, and he took a blend of all of the people that taught him something. Mm-hmm. And not just in the, in the manner of, you know, master and apprentice, but the people in his life who he cared about that taught him something. He is aware enough to take that with him and never lose sight of that, which is, oh man. That's as wise as a Jedi can get, right? Right, and it's, I think, why so many people love him as a character, because he's really relatable, and yep. although I have heard Sam Witwer was saying that he thinks some people are uncomfortable with Luke because Mark Hamill played him so sincerely, and, like, oh. we we always look for the cool character. That's why people love Han, because he's cool and he's funny and Aww. he's smooth. Well, yeah, and, but... But, like, kids Aww. like me who felt, like there was something more to life and I was just stuck, you know, in my little suburban home, which yeah. is a great home. It was a happy home, but oh, I was, absolutely. you know, you dream for, I, I always was very adventurous. I dream for adventure, just like Luke and that scene of him looking at the twin sons. It almost always makes me emotional because that's exactly how I felt at that exact age. He was what, like the character's probably 18. Yeah. It's a beautiful scene. It's iconic at this point, obviously. Yeah. And I, I mean, it all, the Skywalkers begin and end on Tatooine under a pair of suns. Yeah. And I, I just... Well, and that ties into how I, when I was watching it, there was a moment where I was like, our farm boy, our farm yes. boy is a full-blown Jedi master. He's all grown Look up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud. Our little boy is so grown now. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It, it's really cool to see... The Jedi Master, it really Luke Skywalker. Is, it's, it's so validating be- because it was really hard, honestly, to watch some of the stuff that happened in the sequel trilogies with Luke because I he agree. is he is the embodiment of positivity. You know, even the worst moments, 
he had a bit of a temper, but it was because he wanted to do more to help. Yes. And he felt like he couldn't, and it wasn't prepared. He was conflicted. Mm-hmm. He was and conflicted, you know, he's... He has to do one thing, but he can't do it because he has to do another. And both are pulling him in different directions. And all he wants to do is help. Right. And Luke is all about hope. Yes. And so to have the way he's represented in the sequel trilogy is, as being bitter and... Jaded. Jaded, yeah. That just didn't ring true to me. And it was really hard to see that happen to, like, my childhood hero. Yeah. And, and to, like think that all the things we've watched and even the comic books that I've read and mm -hmm. the novelizations, everything is leading up to the character having this really sad, tragic end. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, it just, it didn't feel, it was just kind of really disappointing. And so to see this version of Luke is just, it's what I needed. <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree. 100%. And one of my friends said that he said, like, it's kind of fan service, but it was really well done. And what's and, wrong with fan service, though? Well, I don't have a problem with it when it's done right. right? Not, right? To tell, <laughs> not to tell them what is and isn't right. They can decide that for themselves. But to me, like, right. this was the fan service that I was. This is the fan service I was looking for. Yes. Oh, how about that? Yes. <laughs> Well, I think there's there's an interesting thing when you look at characters that you grow up with or characters that you grow to love. Everyone has a different interpretation of why they may love that person. Mm -hmm. And maybe later fans have a different interpretation of, you know, who Luke Skywalker is to them. We have ours. Ours lines up more with what we saw as the Jedi Master Luke Skywalker in that finale. And and. Yeah. You and I both agree on that point. But there are there are many others that don't see him in that. You know, one critique that's very common is Luke is too whiny. Yeah. And reminder, he's a Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> Number two, how would you be if that was your life and all of a sudden, here's this old man you don't know, handing you a passed down lightsaber saying, you've got all this shit you got to carry on your shoulders, son suddenly i mean yeah. by yourself yeah all he wanted to do is go to the tosh station <laughs> okay and now all of a sudden he has to save a galaxy twice right and and yeah. end up sad and alone but also like to grow up knowing you were orphaned with mm -hmm. relatives that let's face it uncle owen was a little cranky a little bit <laughs> that's why i particularly love the original Star Wars radio drama because oh, yeah. they spend more time with Luke on Tatooine as a teenager and like get a little deeper into his relationship with his uncle and it is uh what's the word it's it's a bit contentious but Luke even says to one of his friends that I can't just turn my back on them they're the only family yeah. I've got and again if, Yep. If that Luke means being Luke. <laughs> that I have to sacrifice what I want to take care of people who have taken care of me their whole lives. You know, it's just, ugh, I, I recommend listening to the radio drama. It has Mark Hamill as the main actor, and then all the other characters are kind of replaced. But, or did I say characters? All the other actors are replaced. Yeah, yeah it's it's worth listening to. It's 
It's really fun because Mark Hamill's a great voice actor. Of course he is. So, I mean, <laughs> it's really great. With all of his other act, all of his other work. Yeah. Fantastic. You know what I noticed too in the um, in the Mandalorian when they first show Luke's lightsaber up close, mm-hmm. they show the hilt. So anyone who oh yeah if knows you knew, him you knew. knows that that's and I which I do because I own it. You own it, <laughs> yes. Shout out to Saber Forge for the most incredible oh lightsaber replicas. What a cool shop too. We'll we'll talk about them. We will. And all other. Uh, small business manufacturers of Star Wars stuff yes. in later episodes. But yeah, Highly recommend. definitely. I also noticed something really super cool. The last time I uh, watched, I rewatched, <laughs> I guess I've rewatched the ending like 50 times now. Oh, yeah. So I went to uh, a demonstration a couple of years ago called um, The Anatomy of an Injury. It was about samurai swords and how the samurai would use knowledge of anatomy to overcome their oh yeah their yeah. enemy and they have a technique of swiping at the inside of your thigh first to cut your mm-hmm. femoral artery and then coming down over the head mm-hmm. and luke does that yeah it's, it was so cool to see like real like samurai technique not that i am an expert in any way at all but according to this demonstration that i saw it was really cool it's very um very accurate fighting style. Granted, he's fighting droids, but still, like... Well, cool. when you're just a natural at it, you're just going <laughs> to go through muscle memory, right? Yeah, of exactly. being amazing, and then that's that's what happens. That's yeah. cool, though. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't know. Little details like that are what make something, you know... Very. Very worth watching, I would say. I don't know if you guys can hear this in the audience, but my cat also agrees. <laughs> he's meowing so i'm not sure if that'll make the final cut but he too loves a good skywalker boy <laughs> he's such a good boy <laughs> he is a he's a good boy um a lot of people on tumblr are talking about the parallels of mando taking off his helmet for baby yoda the way vader took his oh, helmet off for luke i never thought of that yeah it's pretty oh, and luke's oh. standing there watching it oh what no i never thought of this stop i'm having an epiphany right it's a good moment when you think of it that way that's why favreau and filoni are like they get it man because they do the parallels it's so important with good storytelling which was george lucas's original idea of paralleling the characters so that the same stuff happens to the same or the same stuff happens to different characters and how they respond to it is what Very makes true. it interesting. Yes, and it and it does. That's what draws me to it. Mm-hmm, same. But I never thought of that. Yeah, it's, it's deep, right? It's really good. Excuse me while I freak out here by myself. <laughs> well, you know what that means. I got to watch it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch it one more time. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so so good. I as soon as I was done watching it the other day, I went and just watched Return of the Jedi because I needed to yes. see more more Luke. So, what is your favorite Luke Skywalker? Is there a moment or uh one of the movies or a, a comic cuz I know you and I have both read several comics that feature Luke. Yeah. Um That's so a good is question. there a favorite? Is there something one is there a moment, a movie, a scene that you prefer over all the others that you always are drawn back to? 
Yes. Um, I would say Empire Strikes Back. Luke, particularly the duel with Vader and mm-hmm. and his conflict with Yoda. Like, deciding to leave. That yes. whole movie, the lighting on Luke is oh. amazing. So good. He's always split right down the middle. So half yes. of his face is in light and the other yes. half is in shadow, which just shows yes. his constant conflict. And at this point in the story, he could have gone either direction because he, he was feeling frustrated. And that means you could either like fall towards the dark side with anger and frustration or, and of course, because he's Luke, becomes compassionate and lets like lets his emotions guide him in a way that the Jedi wouldn't have approved of. But also, I think the whole point of the way George Lucas set up the Jedi in the prequel trilogy was to mm-hmm. show that it wasn't working. Yes. Their lack of connection with humanity and their stoicism was blinding them a bit. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we see a lot of that presented to us in the Clone Wars series because mm-hmm. it delves into it a lot deeper and you get to see how each individual Jedi, you know, all the way from Ahsoka to some of the lesser featured Jedi that, you know, are they they grace an episode or two, but we don't see, but they're all confronted with it. And yeah. it, it was very plainly not working. Yeah. Well, and then the, the other part of me, like my child part, like loves Luke at Jabba's palace. Oh, what a master, <laughs> right? I watched that. Like, I still rewind that over and over. It's so good, though. I love it. What about you? I am a sucker. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Red 5 standing by. Oh, I, yes. I mean, so pure. But... So Red 5 from, like, the original? Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, yes. It was just, it's such an unassuming line yeah. with, that just exceeds the simplicity of it in what ends up happening and obviously because you know this but his hug with han oh my god yes at the end of a new hope yes you know when they come back from the battle and leia rushes in and they hug and then han comes in and and i believe he says like i knew I knew you'd come back or yep. something like that. And, and yes. it's just such a pure moment. And I've always loved that. I've always, the happy, the genuine happiness on all three of the actors' faces, you know? It's yeah. like a real moment that was captured. And Luke just is so happy and he doesn't even realize, you know, his impact. <laughs> He's still worried and concerned about hugging his friends. I, I mean, it's I mean, it's... Oh, God. It's the humanity that he has that I just, it's so, it's heartbreaking and endearing. And I love that part, too. That is a scene. I have an animated GIF of that moment. And I literally can watch it and just sit there watching it over and over. It makes me so happy. Their smiles are so infectious. It's beautiful. And if I were to choose a second one, I love, um... I, I love anything that has to do with Hoth. Okay, I love Hoth Leia. Her, mm-hmm. her um, she's a very, she's a general in those scenes. Yeah. But I love the flying that Luke does. It's reminiscent of like, he's got flying skills. He's got Skywalker blood, you know? And um, 
the moment he has, like, remember to use the force in the cave. When, I know the wampa seems very sensitive to you, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it scarred me as a child. Seriously. But I love how Han goes after him. And I, I guess I don't have, like, a singular Luke moment. It's always him and his friends. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think Luke shines when he's with his buddies. So. Dude, you have got to listen to, here I go again, listen to yes. the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. <laughs> yes. Because there is a scene in that that's not in the movies between Luke and Han in the shelter where yeah. Luke is kind of oh, unconscious wow. and he starts to come to and he and Han yeah. have this exchange where they like bicker a little bit, but you can also tell that like Han's actually really worried about him and he's like, what happened mm-hmm. to your face? Why are you covered in blood? Right. It's, explain. It's such a good scene. It's really <laughs> great. And it's it's really fun to just hear hear the acting. And not yeah. see any of the interaction. It yeah. adds a whole level to it. I highly recommend if you're fangirling over Luke and Han moments, that would be a good one. <laughs> I, I guess I also love the moment where he tells Leia that they're brother and sister. Oh, I, I love that scene. I love that scene. I, they are the perfect. Oh, I love them in that yes. scene. Yeah. The- that and... oh, I also love... My favorite line probably in all of Star Wars is, I'm a Jedi, like my father before yes. me. And he throws the lightsaber away and just stands there. It's just like, oh, I get, I'm getting, literally getting and goosebumps. And you know, talking. you know Anakin <laughs> in there saying, the fuck did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> and also, he just cut off my arm. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> I can only process so much here. Yeah. This is a very Poor complicated dude. moment in my life. But. I mean, that's some good shit. Oh, I, yeah. God, I love Star Wars. It's so good. It's so good. It puts the characters through so much, but that's what's fun to watch. Well, and also, because Star Wars usually, it has something kind of happy at the end. Not everybody has something terrible, but... No. Except Rogue One. Oh. (laughs) That is... I seriously cry every time I watch that. But it ends on the note of hope. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, Rogue yeah. One is soul-crushing. But, like, it, the moment with Jin and Cassian on the beach. Horrible. Like, at least they have each other. But beautiful. What a moment. Yeah, it's so... I, I'm excited about that show, actually. I really liked Cassian. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a cool character. Yeah, we have to do a Rogue One episode where we talk about... All the things. We have to have an episode All just the for the Vader scene at the oh, end. I'm sorry. What did you say? A whole Vader episode? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't toy Multiple with my Vader emotions. Episode. <laughs> well, he, you know, he is my favorite character, Anakin slash Vader, because he's so complicated. I yeah. don't love the superficial scary guy in a black everything who talks like James Earl Jones. <laughs> But God, I love James Earl Jones. Oh my Jones, God! But, um, but I, I love the complication of his start to finish. It's yeah. I love characters that have that much going on. Yeah. Well, and the Rogue One Vader is the first time I'm ever really afraid. Like mm-hmm. palm sweating while mm-hmm. I watch the scene. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, it's maybe it's because I've seen it so many times. I guess I was kind of scared of Vader when I was a little kid in the A New 
a new hope in star yeah. wars i mean there's a movie. presence about him that you can't deny is frightening as hell yeah but then i i feel less afraid of him and i remember feeling really afraid of the emperor when mm-hmm. i was a kid because he was unpredictable and he's shrouded he's shrouded yeah. in the hood and he's shrouded just in mystery never sure and he's an and ugly he's always, bastard he's like henry the eighth he's always playing people off each other you know it's like he he kind of acts like your friend until he has you betrayed and murdered by someone you're close to so yeah we're gonna need but a whole the, episode for old palps oh my god yeah we do because he's a Oh, just helps. <laughs> just won't go away, that guy. He won't. Dear God. Talk yeah. about a recurring helps. enemy. Literally rules every part of the Star Wars original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. All of Clone Wars. He's in so many comics. Like It's so true. So many novelizations. He's either there causing a shitstorm or he's being spoken about. <laughs> For causing a shitstorm. So, he is also the most effective politician I've ever seen. Really, though? <laughs> because, like, how many different c- conflicts did he organize and, like, have it turn out exactly how he wanted? Th- I don't like, know. Like, that's just not realistic. <laughs> but you know what stopped? Luke stopped all that shit when he, when he stepped up to the plate, right? That's right. He met his match. Or- our hero, yes. our farm boy hero. Yeah. So last week we asked our listeners, what was your not a kid show moment from the Clone Wars? And we got some really good responses. We want to thank everybody who replied. We, we see you. We appreciate you. Um, we're going to read, I'm going to read Kendall Nelson 03's response, because uh, this one really, really spoke to me. Um, my top, this is not a kid show moment, would have to be from The Lawless. Everything about Satine's death scene is so dark and brutal. I mean, Maul murdered someone that Obi-Wan clearly had strong feelings for right in front of him, making him feel helpless. And also, just the idea of using Satine as a pawn to get revenge on Obi-Wan is horrible and really heartbreaking. And also, the animators did an incredible job on the scene, especially with Obi-Wan's reactions, which makes the scene even more heartbreaking, and I totally agree with that. Yeah, there was a, they did that wonderfully, as sad and terrible as it is. It is, and that's a really good moment to pick, too. It is really soul-crushing, honestly. And Seriously, I... I Still I cannot crying? watch it. Yes, yep. I cannot watch it without crying. Even if I am like, no, no, I'm just going to watch an episode really quick. Like while I have dinner, I always end up crying if I watch that episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well done. And what a great moment, right? Yeah. Well, there were too and- many good ones to like just read one. So let's read another one. Yeah. Sad Desert Boy on Instagram says, oh, my one moment I remember was when Ventress skewered that one clone and gave him a peck on the cheek. Pure brutality. I was shocked. Same. Ventress, <laughs> oh right? Oh my gosh. I had totally forgotten about that moment until this comment came through. And I was just like, oh my God, that was, it's fucked up. <laughs> it really is. And it's, it's shocking, but it's like kind of like an icing on the cake of just like how kind of nuts these guys are like these these <laughs> just how nuts these dark siders are you know yeah man smooth and silky and brutal as hell 
So thank you, Sad Desert Boy. That was an excellent comment. Uh, definitely a moment where you're kind of like, what the hell? Kid show? Definitely, yeah, definitely not a kid show moment right there. So we'd like to invite you guys to the conversation. Uh, We have a question for you now. What is your favorite Luke Skywalker moment? You can message us either on our Instagram page, our Tumblr page, or you could even email us directly at mostthingskenobi at gmail.com. We would love to hear what your favorite Luke Skywalker moment is, and we might even share it on our next episode. Join us next week for an episode where we talk about one of our favorite Star Wars products, Saberforge. They are an amazing company that makes really realistic lightsaber hilts and other Star Wars items. And actually, I think they do other fandoms too. I feel like I've seen maybe some Indiana Jones stuff from them as well. So we'll talk about them and give you some contact info, discuss their amazing products. So join us back here next week for that. So thank you so much for joining us here today on Most Things Kenobi, the podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.